Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. So, I got a PlayStation 1 that was working. Mm-hmm. I got the Animorphs game, mm-hmm. Shattered Reality. Mm-hmm. I did play through it. I did beat it today. It is terrible. <laughs> it is not good. It's a bad version of a bad TV show that was based on a really good book series. <laughs> uh, I had a ton of fun playing it, though. I did. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I it mean, was the throwback to the PlayStation 1 or what. but I just feel like you did it wrong because you played as Marco and not as Rachel. I, I played mm. the whole game as Marco. Incorrect. I may go back and play it as the other characters. Probably not because I defeated it as Marco and that's the way you're supposed to do it. How I have several questions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is, there, is the game different if you play as a different character? I have no idea because I played the whole game as Marco. Okay, so now. But I'm going to assume, based on the the the, the level of game that we have there, uh-huh. that the answer is probably no. Yeah. But I will. I'll go through it again. Like I said, you can't even play as Axe or Tobias. So I will. I'll go back through and I'll let you know. Okay. If anything changes. Okay, so it's not like a Donkey Kong 64 where each Kong has a different ability and you can only unlock certain puzzles with certain yeah. character. Okay. No. Oh, no. God. I don't think it was near that deep. Ugh. Uh. It's like a good like 40 45 minutes of actual playtime if you were to sure it's not a long game okay. there's not a lot into this this is an absolute cash grab Did it have any but, of those really annoying early 2000s game mechanics where it's like if you fail you have to go all the way back to the start of the level oh, yeah. or something. Oh my oh, god! Yes. I can't yes. do it anymore. I need those games that like save every 5 seconds so if you die it just like knocks you back like 12 feet. <laughs> like yeah. I can't do it. It was so terrible. Um, the end of the game was you fight this weird beast. There's not even a really viscerary confrontation. It was just what? another game that they reskinned to fit this thing. Uh-oh. And it was like they called it Shattered Reality. So there's like these cyborg monkeys at a zoo at the gardens. And what? it was like, yeah, I guess the <laughs> the thing is, is that Visser 3 broke something that caused reality to shatter. Of course. And so you have to go through and collect all the, the, the shards of whatever it was that he broke. Reality. Reality, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> uh, and put it all back together and put it in this machine. The time matrix. So, so everything is just <laughs> weird. So you don't have these villains. You have like four Hork-Bajir that you fight in the whole game. That's the only like Animorph reference. Everything else are just these weird things that are just spawns of broken reality. And it really had nothing to do. Like I said, it was just a reskinned game. You collect little coins through the whole game with A's on them that I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I do want a real life coin with the little yeah, A on it. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, I desperately <laughs> want that coin. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do need that. Do, do you get to change your morph or is it just one morph? No, no. 
Oh, <gasps> and, and that's the other thing. The battle mechanics are so terrible in this game. Mm-hmm. But when you come into a conflict area, you automatically morph. And then when you defeat the one or two villains that's in front of you, you automatically morph back out. It does it for you. You don't even get to pick when you morph. What? Wow. Now... The one thing that I did really appreciate as a cool feature in the game, it's blatantly wrong, but I did appreciate it. When you morph, a two-minute clock appears. And so you have two minutes to finish whatever it is you're doing in that battle morph, or else something happened. Now, granted, you only had one villain to fight every time, so I never actually found out what it was. Well, now you have to do it when you replay the game. I will, oh. I will. But I was like, that's a neat feature because two hours obviously doesn't make sense anytime you play the game. Right, you would so little have no problem. Two minute, yeah, the two-minute Nothlet clock I did kind of think was a cool That is a cool workaround. Kind of very cool, actually. Yeah. It's like they got one note from the book. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you can't go over two hours. And they were like, well, we can't do that. The game's only like 37 minutes. Yeah, and that's so, a really easy mechanic to to work in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That yeah. cool, I like that. But like I said, everything I have to say about that game is bad. I had a ton of fun playing it. Hell That's the yeah. best. That's yeah. all that really matters in the end. Yeah, and I'm trying to get know the secret to work on my PC, but since that game came out 23 years ago, it does not want to work. So if anybody listening to this is smarter than me, please tweet me and help me get this thing running on my PC. At Remo Beware. At Remo Beware. There's not like a, a, what's the thing called? Emulator. It's not like an emulator. I So there were a couple of workarounds for the drivers that I, that I found, but I couldn't get them to properly work. So maybe that might be my next check, like, thing that I try is to find some kind of, like, fake Windows 2000 Mm-hmm. program that'll confuse this game into working or buy a really ass old windows me also, fucking also, computer off of craigslist yeah. or something that would be the <laughs> funniest thing to me is that tim has been talking about buying a new computer for yes. i think since we've started recording yes. together oh my years God. ago now yeah yeah it would be the best thing in the world to me if tim <laughs> bought an older computer <laughs> like this thing <laughs> but like it's the same thing i bought a copy of uh shattered reality didn't own a ps1 anymore so i had to go backwards and get the ps1 <laughs> so that i could play it. this is even, this fits my bit you know oh I'm my god to go buy a really old computer now like you're tim i know we were talking about this before but like you're correct everything should be backwards compatible it's just it should how it should it be should. yeah right in life, everything should be backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. If we made it before, it should work on the new. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, did y'all read the Everworld book? No. No. Dang it. Y'all missed a good one. <laughs> All right, Tim, tell us what happened. Wouldn't that be the <laughs> you worst? You do the summary Yeah, I know. Today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd be struggling. But, uh, I can't tell you the best part of the book until you get done with the recap, and then I'll tell you what the best part of this book was. Okay. I'm excited. Was it the fucking final line? The goddamn yes, reveal? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, that was the right. best part of the book. Right. I was like, I've, I literally just said, huh, 
we were right, and then I put yeah. it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go team. Yo. Go team. We did it. We nailed it. I can say, um, I think Hermes appears once or twice in this book. He does. Did see Hades Town this weekend. Could not oh, not so picture good. Hermes from that yep. show in this book. Yep. How good is Hades Town? Okay. I might be in love with Hades. Like a <laughs> yeah. lot. Yeah. Like fucking So he's like he's like on stage from the beginning. He's like up in the little thing, just kinda hanging out. And I was like, Who's that guy? Hmm, hmm, who's that guy? And then mm-hmm. when he came down and actually like did his first line, both Matt and I were like <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yep. Did you have uh did they have the tattoo sleeve on too? <gasps> Yes. Isn't that so good? Oh my God. I was like, is that his actual tattoo or is that like a costume? Th- oh my God. I don't care. I love it. It's cool. Holy it's, shit. Okay. It's costume, but it's so good. So I really, really enjoyed Hades Town. We saw Hades Town at the Fox here in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know shit about musicals. So my my first question is the the production that Alex sees in her non-doxed area and then that I see in Atlanta and then Keiki sees in her non-doxed area. Is it the same production? Are these the same actors? Is it the same set or is it completely different? Mm -hmm. I believe different actors because I've seen it twice and it was different actors between those two times. Mm -hmm. Okay. But so there's not a group that literally travels around just doing Hades town. I think, I think some of the, some of the accompaniment might be the same. Yeah. Throughout, I think it just depends on how long the actors can like do their stints. Okay. Um, okay. We did get the Persephone from Broadway the first time I saw it, but oh, I don't okay. think we got anybody from the original the second time we saw it. Mm-hmm. So the production just basically rides around on a little train, and people hop on and off as necessary. Is kind of what I'm I getting. I believe so. so. Don't okay. quote me on that. Oh, that makes sense. So I don't know that you saw the same Hades that we did. Cause... We mm-hmm. we okay. saw, Tim, the second time I saw it and the first time you saw it, we had almost all of the same actors because I saw it like two weeks after you and they were traveling from Atlanta. Okay. Oh, okay. So you okay. and I saw a lot, I think almost all the same. But yeah, okay. I don't know, Casey, I don't know. I didn't... They were great. Mm-hmm. They were great. And like I said, the, the people that designed that set, amazing. That oh. reminds me, I was going to say, Casey, I don't think we had the same Eurydice because when you were saying that she was like maybe a little off, oh. our Eurydice carried the fucking show. Nice. She was mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. She was mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. And we had the same Eurydice mm-hmm. then, you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or as the people sitting behind Keiki said, Eurydice. Eurydice, yep. Listen, <laughs> listen. I was just sitting there with my fucking drunken noodles, and I was like, oh, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> they don't know. Greek Greek names are hard to pronounce. It's fine. <laughs> if only Casey had been there for me in my time of need. Oh. <laughs> to say Greek names are hard, and it's fine to mispronounce them. I No, okay, okay. <laughs> I know that that it was not Animorphs Anonymous. It was Horse Girls. But that was one of the funniest text messages anybody's ever sent when you said that the lady said Eurydice and it had big Calliope energy. Yeah. And it it absolutely made my day. 
for anybody who hasn't listened to Horse Girls, <laughs> there was a character in one of the books named Calliope, and Alex had not encountered this word before. And I would argue, like, probably 50% of people, <laughs> when shown that name, would say oh, Calliope. Yeah, would say the same thing. Because yeah. that name. Well, what made it great was, you know, it's one thing to to not be familiar with something. And it's, like I said, it's something that I would never make fun of in people I don't know, but I will make fun of till we die in someone that I know very well, like Alex. Um, it was how hard she stood on that hill about what a dumb name it was while mispronouncing it. That just made my, <laughs> it made my year. The other thing year. was, it was not my first mispronunciation mishap on horse oh, girls no. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so both Tim and Jenna giving me the look like you've just fucked up and me knowing it was about pronunciation. I just flew into a rage. I flew off the handle, one may say, and it was like, no, I have to fight for my life now, even though I'm wrong. <laughs> Oh no! It was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, good show, good show. It's oh, I will say it's not, it's not my favorite musical that I've seen ever, just because like there were a couple songs where I was like, you just said the same line like three times in a row. Like why did you do this? But some of the songs were fucking bangers. I am gonna learn all of Orpheus's guitar parts. Yes, and I. I adore any Hades and Persephone retelling that's not super rapey, and this was not. So I was like, I'm happy. Yeah. I, like, for me, the last, like, quarter of the show is, like, far and away my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What is your favorite musical, Kiki? It's obviously the, the, the Bruce Willis classic Hudson Hawk, right? Ugh. <sighs> Is that real? That's what we're gonna go with. Yeah, that's a real movie. That's a real movie. It's a real movie that's awful and I love. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Gonna watch that. That sounds great. Oh. Mm. All right. Bruce Willis. Yeah, we can we can have a conversation about it. Okay. Oh, is it not good? <laughs> oh, it's not. Okay. It's but not. like in a fun way or in a not fun way? I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. We'll see. We'll see it's how it contested. goes. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to cop out and say Sound of Music because I don't think that's like it's my favorite because like for for dumb reasons that aren't like this is objectively one of the best musicals of all time. Yeah. Um, and then like is like does Disney movies count? Like because you know there's a bunch up there, but yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruminate on that and get back to yeah. you. You know what the the joy of me asking you that question is? I don't know any better, so you could pretty much name anything, and I'd be like, yep. Yep, it counts. Oklahoma. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound of Music is like fantastic though, it's, like for so many reasons. It's yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, Tim. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. I know it. I know it. Head, okay. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Hedwig and the okay. Angry Inch. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We did it. Sorry. Yeah, that is the best musical. I'm sorry. Everything I've said before is being a lie. Yeah, because I, I was think just about to say, Tim, we're going to make you watch Sound of Music. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to make Austin watch Hedwig. <laughs> oh, yeah, Hedwig. There. Yeah. Did, you, did y'all like the book? I, I did. I did. Yeah. I feel like I liked the first half a little bit better. But then the end of this book was like, it was so good. Yeah. 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 
stuff is finally starting to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fucking Senna. Mm-hmm. I, I think I like the second half more overall just because, I like, think... there was some fucking wackadoo shit going on. Yeah. I think I'm with Keiki on that one. I think I like the second half a little better than the first. But the second half also had a lot of, like, really cringy April shit that I didn't love. I think that's the second half, like, jumping into it, especially where we started. I was like, ugh. (laughs) I I was reading some of these parts, and I'm like, I bet Alex hates this. Yes. (laughs) So why, why did you think they were cringy? I don't know. Like, I think the the crisis of faith is a compelling story to me. That was... So I will say, that can be a compelling story. And that yeah. part of it is I, I personally don't enjoy those journeys, but, like, I can still find a compelling story in it. It was it was very much the the sort of um, surrounding people in that area, like the sure, people that didn't sure. have the backgrounds that you didn't get the insight into. I just mm-hmm. immediately am like, I hate these characters. Sure, sure. I didn't like the mall scene. Oh yeah, her friends were. Her friends suck. Her friends suck. <laughs> and she kind of sucks when she's with them. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, these are the best years of my life. What is she gonna be the kid that like comes back and hangs around high school until she's in her thirties and they have to ask her to leave? Okay. Alright, you know what I'm hearing right now? The group is turning on April. And by the group I mean us. I don't <laughs> mean the three of them. <laughs> I see, okay. I'm going to argue with you that I don't think we are. I think we are following the same path that April is living, which is that April is having a crisis of faith both in herself and in her day-to-day mundane real-world life. And we are reacting to it and saying, yes, embrace the Everworld April. (laughs) Go on the adventure. Do the cool thing. Do the fun thing. And April's having that internal struggle, and we have picked a side. (laughs) well Mm. have we I have and it's Athena's a badass yes swear to Athena go do that fight a war Athena yeah the 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 person that pointed this out was Jaleel in this book when he looked at them and started grinning and saying that we've become the subset when they're at school Uh, and it when that gets explained, he meant that the the Everworld personas were no longer the 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 offshoots of the the real people. It was now the real people that had become the offshoots of the Everworld people. And I'm like, that's really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, that's a really yeah. Oh, and so I think that sort of ties into the whole thing of like all these things that are happening to Everworld April having the big effect on the the not ever world april so i i'm not going to sit here and say that i've chosen sides but i see your argument that the 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 real world april is not doing the things and not 
Uh, you know what? Not going on the adventure, just like you said. Like the the Everworld April, and that sort of applies to all of them. General Davidius. Davidius. Uh, I like it, though. I like book seven way more than I like book one. Oh, by uh-huh. um, freaking mile. Yeah. Yes, easy. And I am so excited to read book eight. Yeah. Because questions... Even if they're all not going to get answered, some of them are going to be answered in book eight. Yep. And I'm not going to tell anybody why <laughs> until we get to the end of the recap. <sighs> Speaking of, shall I? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> You're like the creepy old shop owner lady. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need my recap now, please, dearie. <laughs> Cover in these toes. Anyway. All right. April rolls bodily down the hill until she finally comes to a stop, and she's about halfway between the dying Hetwan up above and a fresh new batch of recruits down below. She's just out of their firing range, so a dozen or so start rising into the air and fly straight at her to kill her. As the first one gets closer, he is shot... With an arrow from an archer above her, and he falls to the ground next to her. She grabs his body and throws it over her like a shield as the other Hetwan fire their super soaker things, and all she smells is burning bug. The archers continue to lay into the Hetwan, and more fly up to replace them, and then she catches a glimpse of a Groucho walk, a C shaped creature. It's the Koo Hatch, and they are holding a long, thin metal barrel which they drop a paper-shaped wad into with a metal ball. It takes five Hetwan to lift and aim the gun. April tenses, waiting for her moment, and as they are about to fire, she rolls out from under her shield to the left, and the shot hits the corpse instead of her. As they are reloading, she screams for David, Come get me out of here! And then she is saved by a giant woman. And that's the first chapter. So, there's, there's a couple of thoughts that I had here. One, I know that Catherine and Michael are excellent writers. And so I have come to the conclusion that I am just incapable of any kind of imagined spatial awareness. Because whenever anybody describes where they are in relation to, like, height on this battlefield, I am doomed. Like, I'm like, I don't understand it. There's another one where shots are arcing over people later, and I'm like, I don't, how, what? I don't understand what's happening. And it was the same thing here. I'm like... Is this in, are we, three dimensions? I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Also, uh, so the Kuhatch have like a musket, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing by book 12, they're going to be up to like Uzis. That's what <laughs> I think. They're yeah. Gonna, yeah, yeah, this is going to go at an insane rate. Like they were talking about cannons. I'm like, they're going to blow past cannons. Like there's going to be like, Coup hatch Oppenheimer later. Like, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> They're gonna build some nasty, nasty stuff. That's what I think. <laughs> we are not done with Jaleel's kindness yet. Nope. Not even We've a only little. seen the beginning. Yep. <laughs> We've only just begun. <laughs> so I forgot until this exact moment that I did last time we recorded fuck up and read that chapter at the end so I didn't start here today I started one chapter later and I forgot until you just recapped that and I was like oh yeah we didn't know about the gun yet (laughs) 
I just didn't feel like admitting it to you last time we recorded that I had fucked up. That's cool. That's all good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and also, I don't understand the coup hatch argument. Like, because the coup hatch, they won't fight against Olympus. Yeah. But they're not on, like, team anybody. Yeah, they're the fucking chi. They are. (gasps) They are. Shit. You're right. Yeah. Except they'll uh, actually hurt you. Yeah, well, that's the sort thing. They won't, though. Oh, that's they true. Won't. Like the, 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 they'll, they'll build a gun and they'll hold the gun and they'll point the gun yeah. at you. They just and don't then they have won't the, pull the trigger. About other people doing violence. Yeah. They yeah. Won't do violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's violence so weird. It's like, it's like the attitude, which we'll come to find out later. I'm jumping ahead again. Uh, is, uh, is we don't care. We want you all to die. But we won't actually do it. We won't actually involve ourselves in it. Because then we're not in, we're not like responsible. We just take Swear the gun and point it at you. And it's like such a ridiculous. I didn't make that connection, you guys. Oh my uh, god. You know Alex did. Immediately. You know Alex is At least they don't like, kneecap their own allies because they don't believe in violence. Except <laughs> for the fucking shattering of. <laughs> Your face. Oh no. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's weird. It's like a bizarro chi, but it's it is it's very similar to that that idea. If the Kuhatch were allied with the Animorphs, I would have preferred them over the chi. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But the chi are dumb. Or I'm sorry, the chi are dumb. The Kuhatch are dumb also. Yes, they're this both whole, dumb. Like, yeah, we're we're not getting involved here. We're super involved, but. We're not doing it, but we hope you all die. But we're not doing it. And I'm like, what? He's like, we want to go home. We don't even believe in our people anymore. Yeah. So we can start calling them the G Hatch. The G Hatch? Yeah. yeah. We have to. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I can't believe I didn't make that connection. God yeah. damn it. It's fine. I, I'm just glad for once like it makes me feel less stupid because like i'm still kind of reeling from that time that the that tim and i were both like yeah look they're like watching them slaughter a lamb that's so metal yeah. and then casey's like yeah. hey that's a metaphor and we're like fuck yeah 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 it was like that time that that giant parking sign was right in front of me and i never saw oh, it until no. casey said hey look right there giant parking sign which is a true story that, that did is, happen. That is a true story. That oh, was very no. funny. Oh, no. I couldn't see the parking. If only we could find parking. a place to park. You yeah. mean, like, right there? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't see the parking for the parking deck. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you guys appreciate my occasional, I don't even know what that is, bitch energy. I don't know. That's how I'm going to tell people this about this book series, though. <laughs> Like, they're going to be like, well, what do you think of Everworld? I'm like, it's a really good metaphor with the the, the sheep. It's a really good metaphor. And I'm going to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah, no idea. I got idea. told what I'm talking about by Kiki. But you got the cheat sheet, and now... The cheat The, the cheat sheet. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep coming. They just... I know. 
there's an endless bounty of puns. <laughs> Alex, I feel like Alex likes a pun unless it's cheat-related. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you liked a pun. I thought I you liked do. the cheat. I don't like the cheat. <laughs> at me from all sides now every day i wake up and i look at my discord notifications and i just see chi apologist chi apologist oh, no. left right and center <laughs> oh god it is my favorite foot that i put in or my favorite bit that i put into the world more than the muppet thing I, mm, mm, that's pretty good too i don't think i could take full credit for the muppet thing who else like could take a, credit? A group effort. Your <laughs> Alex hates the Muppet thing. We all kind of worked on that one. I think it did start because I told you how my friend had talked to me about the Muppets, and I said I just don't really get it. Yeah. And then that's yeah. what started it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is such a. It's such a mild statement like it's such a fine statement <laughs> it's a completely reasonable thing yeah it is in no way remarkable <laughs> and yet and now here we are <laughs> the great muppet wars <laughs> everything changed when the muppet nation attacked anyway <laughs> All right, giant woman saves April. It's Athena. She manages to get April back to their their hotel thingy. Uh, April sinks into bed and stares at the wall sadly until she falls asleep. Back in the real world, she is at church waiting for the confessional booth, chit-chatting with a woman named Rebecca Burnside, which all I could think of was Magnus Burnside's, but whatever. Um, April is getting the breaking news update from Everworld, and she's trying to figure all that out while she's trying to focus on this conversation with Rebecca. And Rebecca's deal is that she's in her 20s. She's very dedicated to the church. She goes to confessional multiple times a week. Uh, and April finally figures out what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, they were talking about high school and Rebecca had really good friends and it was such a magical time for her. April asks why she doesn't hang out with her friends anymore. And Rebecca starts putting this wall up and just being like, oh, well, they're all busy and they have like jobs and families and stuff. Um, and April's like, what did you do? Like, what What did this woman do that her friends have abandoned her to the wilds, et cetera, et cetera? Um, the confessional booth becomes available. April gets into the booth with Father Mike, who's all but saying he's bored out of his skull and he doesn't want to be there and he wants to smoke cigarettes. And oh my God. Uh, she confesses a bunch of minor sins and asks him a hypothetical question somewhere along the lines of, if Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde are the same person, is Dr. Jekyll responsible for the sins committed by Mr. Hyde? Father's Mike's like, I don't fucking know, kid. Get out of here. So she does. <laughs> that's that chapter. I, I, that's such a, like, a juvenile take. Is like, hey, you're 22, and you're, like, friends are gone what did you do i took a different path in life like stop it stop it grow up wait till you your friends all move and go to college and go somewhere else you child yeah and i I know it's just supposed to be her projecting that like oh my friends are gonna abandon me because i changed because of everworld and yeah because they are and it doesn't matter it wasn't gonna be everworld that did it yeah 
People drift Life. Apart. Yeah, life was going to do it. Sorry. I don't know. I felt bad for Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah, no. in a way. Yeah, she's <laughs> just a lonely person. Yeah, she's just a sad person that could do so much better if she just got a singular hobby. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. She should get a horse. Sure. If you want a stable relationship, get a horse. <laughs> Tim gets it. <laughs> oh, God. Pickleball. You could start playing pickleball. Oh, my God. She would kill at pickleball. Think about yeah, all of her new friends. She'd be fun. I f- feel like that's a future hyperfixation for me is going to be pickleball. You and Scott I don't know how long it'll last. This because yeah. he is all about pickleball. Which one oh, is dude. pickleball? It's, uh, it's like tap it into a trampoline. No, that's not. That's oh, what's super that one? Not it. Handball? What's that one? Jump. What is it? Smash ball? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, slam ball? the wall one, right? Nope. Where you bounce it into a wall across a gym. Where do the pickles Pick- come nope. in? None. None. It doesn't have pickles. Uh, it's it's stupid. Imagine if imagine if tennis and ping pong had a baby. Yeah, pickleball. That's when you smash into tennis a wall across the thing. Pong. It's like nope, a that's baby. that's racquetball or squash. No. Or handball? Yeah. No. Yeah, so these are all just room. like subspecies no. of tennis. It sounds yes. like. Yes. Yes. Cuz ping P- pong pickleball. is like mini tennis. Yes. Tiny tennis. Yes, it is somewhere in between ping pong and tennis played outdoors on a court, not in a room like racquetball. So it's like a short net. Yes. Actually, I think it may smaller... be the same net. So the exact... I'm so it's tennis. In... Yeah. yeah. No, there's like smaller squares and it's a different ball that doesn't fly as hard with smaller paddles. So it's tennis if it's you don't badminton. want to do as much cardio. Ooh. It's, okay, they don't have badminton. a shuttlecock. They don't. <laughs> they don't. I love That's badminton. what you should have named your D&D character. I still can. Absolutely. Badminton. Nope, shuttlecock. Oh, shuttlecock. Uh, yes, that's a good Yep. Uh... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if badminton didn't have the high net, does it have it's very close. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has, like, a volleyball net. Yeah. Oh, my God. Think. Look at all the games you can make just by raising, lowering, and resizing <laughs> the net and the balls and the paddles. Like, Jesus Christ. This is a very, like, no, it's flexible. I need, to know, I need to know what game it is that Scott actually is interested in playing because it's Alex... The- the hand, the trampoline where you'd like throw the ball oh, at each okay, other, bounce okay. it on the trampoline one. I thought, for whatever reason, my brain broke. I don't know. It's like some kind of weird four square thing. I don't know how yeah. that one works. He watches it competitively on the weird foreign sports channels that he somehow <laughs> finds on the TV. I watch cricket sometimes on those channels, and I'll find myself watching axe throwing sometimes on those channels. My favorite thing about those channels is that every time it says equestrian event, it is just Rolex on a replay. And I'm always like, yeah, I was there for that. And I'll find myself in the crowd and I'll be like, there I am. Oh, my God. <sighs> Telling Boyd Martin to do better. That was Scott. I've never, done <laughs> I've never said a disparaging word to Boyd Martin. Fuck <laughs> it, Scott. Chaos Goblin. Yep. Yeah. All right. April's gloomy. She goes to the mall with her friends, Magda and Allison. Um, 
listen, the basic gist of this chapter is that April's mad. She's bothered by her conversation with Rebecca. She's worried that she's going to lose her friends after high school, and she's upset that it's going to be winter in Chicago soon. April forces herself to be happy, and she still feels kind of sad as she watches her two friends joking and laughing because she's worried about losing this to her Everworld self. That's basically this chapter minus a bunch of fucking judgmental, slut-shaming, garbage, nonsense, teenage girl stuff. So is, like, Magda supposed to be, like, a biblical reference? I don't know. To Mary Magdalene? Something like that, Oh! Maybe. Right. It absolutely could be. What was the other girl's name? Allison. I don't remember now. Not a biblical reference. (laughs) Just an NPC in this world. (laughs) But, like, we've met Magda before. She right. was, the, like, earlier in the hallway. and April's like, she's so crass. She's a slut. Blah, blah, blah. But she's really smart. As if you yep. can't be both of those things. Like Can't be. You're either a slut or you're smart. Get it together. Yeah. Oh, my God. A Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story. Except the two characters, the two pieces of the main character are... One is smart and one is a slut. <laughs> I would watch or read the shit out of that story. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> need to, can we do this for our corner or something? <laughs> I can, <laughs> Hang on, let me put that in the art corner I'm chat right swan this second. I'm swan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh my god (laughs) oh there was another uh thought i had about the last chapter that i forgot to say while we were talking about the last chapter and that was i don't think there's any way to call your shit out harder than confessing something and then saying, let me ask you a, a question that's unrelated to anything that I'm doing, asking the question. And then when they answer your question saying, I need to confess to lying. And then they're like, you already yeah. did that. And they're like, oh, I lied since then. Yeah. Why are you telling on yourself? <laughs> yeah. Save that one for the next time you come into confession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just start the clock again. So dramatic. <laughs> So dramatic. I I mean, that's such a teenager thing to do, but like, still. <laughs> such a teen move. We should have all done, like, weird made-up confessions. Like, we all have to confess to somebody and just made up, like, I, I jumped in a man's brain and took him over. Like, I'm a yerk. Like that's my sin my sin is like, I'm what? a yerk I'm an alien yeah. from outer space and I have enslaved a human yeah. taken away their free will I am now absolved thank you allow me to move oh. my host out of your confession booth <laughs> I threw a fucking crystal that was all powerful two feet into the ocean and said good enough I have eaten a thing that I have been told I am not supposed to eat that tastes of Salt and grease. I did not help my friends end the war in a reasonable amount of time because I had, I could have, I could have, I could have, I had the power to end the war, but I chose not to. 
<sighs> That's what I would do. I would make Alex play the part of Eric for the cheek confession. Oh my god. I I would love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, it's been like four hours and she's still going. <laughs> I met Ludwig von Beethoven. I was his piano tuner. I cut the hair for Catherine the Great. <laughs> of course I helped build the pyramids in Egypt. Mm-hmm. I bet that's all lies. I bet that's all fucking lies. <laughs> it's... Well, well, I knew someone who built the pyramids. I mean, I didn't. I was adjacent to it. Yeah. It turns out he's the fucking Gilderoy Lockhart of Animorphs, where he just takes oh, the stories from other yeah. people before I bet he him, fucking like, does and murdering them. Probably. Oh my God, I bet he does. Piece of shit. Piece Co-opting of everyone's shit. Accomplishments. I love the fact that we've gone so far in shitting on the chi that we're just now making up shit that they've done. <laughs> like that, we reached that point of bad mouthing them where we're like, oh, I bet. <laughs> a little bit of slander, a little bit of libel. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> chi have done worse. Yeah. <laughs> Do better, nerds. Anyway. Um. <laughs> April is Awoken in Everworld by David. He informs her about what's happening. They are recruiting anyone who can walk, including the villagers. They've got refugees hiding in caves, and Hephaestus has agreed to help forge weapons for them. The Hetwan have asked for parlay, and there's a temporary truce until they can talk to the representatives. April gets dressed in a more reasonable outfit, and they take the Pegasi to the god's temple. Zeus is a giant bull because he's full of shit. No. Um, <laughs> uh, they bring in the Hetwan, and the Hetwan starts telling them that Kanor will offer them peace under certain conditions. Zeus will retain Olympus along with five other gods of his choosing, and the rest will go to Kanor. In exchange, Kanor will slaughter 5,000 of his own Hetwan. April's like, this is a terrible deal. And Zeus is like, hmm, only five? That's far too few. And Apollo is like, well, surely you'll choose from the 12 Greek gods. And pouty babies like Ares will not be considered. And Athena is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is a (laughs) trick. Like, why can't you see this, you fucking idiots? And Zeus is like, what, are you afraid I won't choose you as my five? And Jaleel is like, this whole thing is a Trojan horse. And David starts yelling at them. They're all idiots. Kaanor is clearly worried if he's trying to bargain. Zeus tells him to stay out of it, but David's like, no, I'm going to keep going. And he tells him that Zeus will be doing Kaanor's killing for him and that Kaanor plans to devour every last god in Everworld. This somehow seems to get through to Zeus. And he asks the Hetwan if Kaanor plans on betraying him. The Hetwan that hadn't spoken yet starts to say, Kaanor thinks you are a fool and the mortal is right. He will eat you. The voice jolts right through April, and the Het One starts transforming into a beautiful girl with blonde hair. It's Senna! Dun, dun, dun. Okay, if if David and and the gang had not been there, one hundred percent when he offers to let Zeus keep five, he would have been like, "Let me keep my top eight, or no deal." And then I wondered who was Zeus's top eight. Like, who would have been on the Zeus MySpace page? Who would have been his top eight? Athena, for sure. Maybe. Why not? I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't make a lot of sense. You're right. He would just pick the hottest ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Aphrodite. He would. Yeah. He doesn't seem like much of a strategist. 
So he's a big dork. Yeah, because he even like thought about it, and I'm like, what? <laughs> he's dumb. He would have picked like some rando that was walking by. He's like that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hot. And it's like the uh, like slaughtering five thousand head one. I'm like, don't they like breed in like eight seconds? Yeah, like, are you kidding? We like already one talked colony. About this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because everyone was like, this is a fucking shitty deal. Don't do this. And Zeus was like, hmm, this all sounds very reasonable. <laughs> Shithead. I just realized that I left my fan on. I'm not a fan of what you just said. Because I'm here. <laughs> can you, uh, y- can y'all hear my fan? Yeah, I messing? can hear me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you my only fan? I hope so. <laughs> uh, okay, Santa's here. Great. Love that. David is like, oh God. And he immediately seems to shrink before her, wilting back again into a wounded teenager. Athena is immediately like, ah, you must be the witch that we were talking about. Please refrain from pissing me off or I will punch you with my giant woman human hand. Not human. Anyway, forget that. (laughs) Fuck it. April. April can tell that Senna realizes that Athena is out of her league. Senna launches into a story about how she tried to catch up with her friends, but she was captured and taken prisoner in the city of Kaanor. She escaped from prison, and she passed herself as one of them. The kids are like, shut up, what's your game here? And she's like, I'm here to tell Zeus that Kaanor is trying to trick him. Zeus then goes into this huge fucking production. He makes himself huge like Gandalf, and he produces a bunch of lightning and bellows that the remaining hot one that he is Zeus, slayer of titans. He defeated that pretender Jupiter and his brood, and he is no fool. He will not be tricked by frightened by the likes of Kaanor. And he throws a lightning bolt at it, and it singes the Hetwan, though the Hetwan does not seem at all frightened by this. And eventually he just kind of flies off back to his master. David and all of the other gods are relieved, but then Zeus pitifully asks everyone, What are we gonna do, though? Hera is like, well, there's Athena's hero, Davidius, though he seems to be severely whipped by this witch. Senna is like, yes, David will be your champion if I choose. However, I have some conditions. Grant me sanctuary at Olympus and defend me against the wizard Merlin who seeks me out. Athena is like, we will do this, but in exchange, you will release Davidius from whatever hold you have on him. And if you try to trick me, I will sentence you to the same fate as Prometheus. Senna gulps, looks at David and says, he is free. Athena kind of fucking rules. I kind of love Athena, like, a lot. Like, I kind of super love her a lot. Yeah. David is finally a free man. Yeah, wait, is he? Like No. No. Yeah, and I was like, as soon as he shrank when he saw Senna, I was like, I thought we were done with all this already. Like, are we still not? I thought you fought out of this, bro. Are you still... He's still doing this? But she was super pissed the last time he left her. So maybe he's like, oh god, she's gonna kick my ass. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He just needs to be... Like, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) You know? Stop it. I don't care if it's a magical spell. Stop it. Just... Do better, Jaleel. Or, sorry, do better, David. 
And Jaleel, yeah. fuck it. I don't know what he did wrong, <laughs> but fuck it. I mean, so like David's last book where he's like, he was like sitting with Senna and she was all like, come here. And he's all like, I will because I, I'm shitty and, and this is shitty and I'm just going to double down on the shitty because this is what I'm comfortable with. So like, I don't know. Maybe breaking free of that is hard. But yes, also, she sucks. Get out of there. Yeah. <sighs> she kind of super sucks. She does yeah. really suck. He also has another moment. Like, I know we're not there yet. I'm kind of skipping ahead a bit. But he has, like, another moment even afterwards where, like, she is like, David, do this thing. And he goes to do it. And it's like, I th- hmm. Yeah. I don't think she removed the spell. I don't think so either. Yeah, and I think she's playing with fire, lying to Athena about it. Ooh, yeah. Athena's gonna hopefully smite her to the ground. I think. Also, you just said that you skipped ahead, and I almost like flew into a rage and been like, skipping ahead is unacceptable. Yeah, Tim. I know. I've only done it like <laughs> 400 times. Damn, Casey just called you out. (laughs) Damn. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I was. How do you know you're not like a guest on our show anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Since I'm mean to you. (laughs) Yeah, Casey starts bullying you, and it's like, you've made it. I hope I hope Athena just just destroys Senna. I hope like I don't think I'll get that, but I hope so. I just okay. So going back to the whole like her control on David thing, like I think so. I don't know how Athena would be able to tell necessarily, but let's say she can. What if the the compulsion to still do stuff for Senna comes from like not a spell like what if it's in david's own head like what if it's just like like there so there's like the control spell and then there's like david being like okay but i might actually have like genuine feelings for her and do want to do stuff for her despite the fact that she like it's like an abusive relationship right yeah yeah no then that's way 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 more upsetting yeah way more upsetting yeah and also kind of likely you know what i'm saying like it, it, like, it kind of wouldn't surprise me at all if Senna was like, ah, goof, I never had a spell on him at all. It's all You know what head. I'm saying? Yeah. Hold on. Hold back the darkness. Um, Come on, take a stand. It's all in your hands. Fuck, I did I, it. <sighs> I always think the line is, it's all in your head. It's all in your I head. I do, too. I do, too. Head. I think it's interchangeable. The yurks in your yeah. head. Do, do. It is absolutely interchangeable because that's what I want to say every time. Okay. Well, it, it should be too, right? Because like it's all in your hands, the morph cube. It's all in your heads, the yerk. It's the the mm-hmm. push and pull of the situation at hand that lends itself to the theme song. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. The kids are dismissed so the gods can have a party. 
So they head back to their little Olympus hotel, though Senna has to travel by chariot because none of the winged horses will carry her. I know this is important and we don't know why yet. God damn it. Because <laughs> all animals hate her. Oh, no. Yes. yes. Oh. She's a bad person. Um, over dinner, Christopher starts laughing about how Athena put the smack down on Senna and anyone who does that can't be all bad. Jaleel argues that all the gods are bad, playing with people's lives. And then he and April get into this argument about how April doesn't believe they are gods because there is only one true god. How her god is different because her god loves her and died for her and she can't see any of the Everworld immortals doing something like that. And Christopher has to Christopher has to step in and be like, yo, let's chill. Let's not do this right now. And David's like, so anyway, Senna, tell us about the coup hatch. Apparently they have a gun now. And she's like, yeah, but they won't fire it themselves because they don't like Ka'anor and they won't kill for him. Jaleel is like, so why are they working with him? And she's like, I don't know, but hey, hand me one of those bread loaves. I know your hands are clean. And Jaleel grimaces at this. And April is like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, Then they start talking about how the Hetwan aren't good at war, but they don't scare easily. And the gods aren't getting in the fight, but rather fighting by proxy. Then Senna goes off on this huge rant about how the gods aren't all powerful because they don't even know how to use their power, and that the most powerful person in Everworld is actually Merlin, because he has human ingenuity, flexibility, and imagination. April says, huh, kinda like you. And Senna nods and says that her powers barely exist in the real world, but here in Everworld, she can be like Merlin. In fact, she even has an advantage over Merlin. And April says, oh, it's us, isn't it? You brought us over into Everworld so that we would try and stay alive and help you mess with everything here. You can't control us completely, but you can calculate and predict enough to your advantage. Senna is like, yeah, and look what happened. You foiled Loki and Huitzilopochtli. You broke up Merlin and Galahad, and you stymied the Het One at the gates of Olympus. April is thinking about choking out her sister when the servant rushes in to say that Pegasus received word from the camp. The Het One are preparing to attack again. Christopher got the memo, I think, this time. Um, it's it's long been said that you don't discuss politics or religion when you're at Mount Olympus. You stay away from those. those and Jaleel and April just didn't seem to... They didn't seem to hear that one. Is this... I always heard Thanksgiving, but Mount Olympus... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like being in heaven and being like, yeah, I don't talk about religion. You don't want to start an argument here. It's like, wh- what? <laughs> I think this is the one place we can do it. Like, <laughs> so this is the time to discuss religion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is interesting is that I, I'm pretty sure April's doing this now because she's like, well, but she hasn't had her like big doubt moment yet. Anyway, like I don't know if she's referred to the Everworld gods as gods before. Like, this is kind of the first time she's bringing God into it in Everworld, I feel. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, I kind of feel like if she were, like, I kind of feel like this would have been brought up earlier. And it would have just been, like, kind of a running thing where it's, like, people call them gods and then she's like, they're not gods, but they're gods, yeah, but yeah. whatever. And it would have just been, like like, a one-off thing. But, like, bringing it in now, it's like, okay, this is, interesting i don't know you know i totally read it differently because i totally read that as a response to the earlier criticism of them because they are gods they are not humans because they are they are never changing they are ever the same so i totally read it as like 
not this is April's beef with the God, which is a whole other thing because her religion thing has been brought into it. But I totally read this as a direct response to Athena saying they can never change. And that's like, and then uh, Senna saying that's why we're more powerful because mm-hmm. we can change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. So do you agree with it? That it's that they're not gods because they can't change. Because does that sort of like I don't devalue them to you? No, I don't think that I don't think that there is anything that says like you have to be malleable to be all powerful. Like it mm-hmm. they have the god powers and everything, and there's nothing that says that the god that fucking April believes in is changeable in and of himself. He could be have this fatal flaw as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, you say that there's nothing that says you have to be malleable to be all powerful. Yeah. And I say that there absolutely should be a t-shirt that says you have to be malleable to be all powerful. Because that sounds like a catchphrase for something. And I don't like I think the Greek gods should adopt that as their catchphrase. And like, you know, like those inspirational quotes that like they'll hang up at work. <laughs> <laughs> to like try and increase productivity <laughs> yeah that's what they should do they should hang up a sign that says you gotta be malleable if you're gonna be all powerful and then people will read it and be like dumb but like when really it's it's the answer it's the answer to the their their like if this if this corporate greek god entity is gonna be successful and make profit Make Greek profit, whatever that is. Why do we? Then build you got to be wall? valuable if you're going to be all powerful. <laughs> they could get T-shirts. They should get T-shirts. Yeah, and like somebody actually, no, no. What that's going to be is that's going to be like the head of Greek HR is going to have that as their little like signature on their emails. I'm I'm HRius. You got to be malleable if you're going to be all powerful. I'm just picturing Hermes as HR, but just <laughs> H, lowercase e, R, M, E, S. Amazing. You can't have Hermes without HR. You can't. <laughs> I think that's great. <sighs> I would watch the shit out of a TV show. That was like the Greek gods, but in an office setting. Dude. Oh my God. That would be so good. Yeah. I bet it would be incredibly close to the show The Office. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need, though. We need need a little... You got to be valuable if you're going to be all powerful. What would the... What would the picture be on that... That... That poster. A horrifying it... Play-Doh monster. <laughs> I was going to say a bull. Something from a Clash of the Titans. Eagle. A bull and an eagle. <laughs> One on either side. Yeah. What if it was a Pegasus? Pegasus. That would be amazing. Pegasus. Flying high above everything. Pegasus in the sky. <laughs> What TE Industries? What TE? Oh. You gotta be malleable if you're gonna be all powerful. What TE Industries? <laughs> oh, shit. And they did drop a What TE in the second half of this book, too. Mm-hmm. They did, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
All right. Hetwaner attacking again. Uh, David immediately launches into general mode. He says he's got another 1,000 or 1,500 soldiers that his guys that recruited from the village. Hephaestus has the weapons and a couple of catapults that will destroy the Hetwan platforms. While they are cutting off the attack, uh, David is going to lead 300 men down the canyon that April pointed out earlier and push them off the lowest platform. Jaleel, Christopher, and April will be the Air Force, and Senna will be posing as a Hetwan to try to get them in contact with the coup hatch. They get ready to go, and April feels happy that Senna is taking orders for once, and she knows it won't last long. She also wonders if there's a way to warn Merlin about the trap that Senna has just laid for him. Senna tries to convince David to give her a goodbye kiss, and he starts to, but then he pulls away before mounting up on the horses, and they fly off to Hephaestus' workshop. They fly around the backside of Olympus, and they see a small crater with a molten golden lava lake in the middle. All around this lake are workshops filled with dwarves, fairies, trolls, and other creatures that are laughing and joking and singing as they work. Hephaestus greets them, and he is sitting in a very gaudy golden wheelchair with fancy filigree and decorations and a spear launcher. And David is like, oh, you made modifications to my design. Hephaestus is like, yeah, right? Isn't it great? Anyway, our special project is ready to go. David's like, okay, cool. Please show my friends what to do. We have to get the timing right. After I leave my boys to attack, you guys hit them in the rear. Jaleel's like, hit them with what? And David's like, okay, bye. And he flies off on Pegasus because he's helpful as fuck. Hephaestus gives him the lowdown. He has built this giant pot filled with fiery embers and coals and charcoal and other hot things from the forge. And basically, they are going to firebomb the Hetwan. Like, I know that that's like sort of like goof sounding when you say that, that David was like, bye. That was 100% what happened. It was literally what he did. Yeah, yeah. he was like, and I'm out. I'm going to give a bunch of vague instructions and then dip. (laughs) Like, what the fuck, dude? Yep. It was so good. It was was something. You knew it was going to be wild, whatever he had planned, when he's like, I don't want to explain it. We'll let this guy (laughs) explain it. He's like, I got to go. Wink. Bye. I'm going to be super far from here when they figure it out. And I totally, like, well, we'll wait for the next chapter. I'm getting ahead again. Where are we? There's more spatial in awareness on my part <laughs> coming up. <sighs> Shit. Should I keep going? Yeah. The horses are straining under the weight of the pot, knowing that any slight altitude deviation will unbalance it and send them all to their deaths. Because apparently the horses can carry what's in the pot, but not a pound more because of maths or I don't know this what to eat. Um, they have been the kids have been given swords in which cut their ropes at the right time, and they would have to hope to dump the fire over the Hetwan and not the Greeks. They fly towards the battle and they get to see the catapult in action. The horses start the descent until they are level with the arcs of the catapult, and April is like, oh my god, shit, David fucking miscalculated. We're gonna get hit with a catapult payload and fucking die. God damn it. She didn't actually say all the god damn it's in the, in the swears. That was just me. Um, but that's the gist of what she, she might have been swearing. I don't know. Anyway. Um, the flaming boulder flies past her, missing her, but catching her with a bunch of smoke. As they fly safely out of the way, she looks down and sees that the Hetwan now have bucket brigades to help put out the fires. They are in much tighter formations and better prepared today. And she goes, oh god, even though they're new to battle, they learn quick. 
She sees David raising Galahad's sword and leading his pitiful army out of the canyon and into the mass of the Hetwan. They will be slaughtered unless this firebomb plan works. They fly over the Hetwan and Christopher yells for them to get ready, but April can barely focus with all the chaos going on around her. Christopher yells for them to cut. She delays a bit too long and her blade bounces against the rope and doesn't cut through. And the force of the weight hits her and Peleus like a railroad train and they go plummeting down to earth. Ah! So this is... So this is more where Tim... Like, everything is accurately explained in this book. And for whatever reason, Tim's brain just doesn't pick it up, right? So when they said that the horses, the the the, the winged horses, the Pegasi, were going to carry in pots with, you know, napalm or whatever it was, or when they said pot, like for whatever reason, I thought that each Pegasus was going to get its own pot, oh. instead of they were three attached to one large pot. Yeah. So when they were talking about cutting at different times, and I'm like, why? Like, why does it, what? How is this? And they were talking about the weight. I thought the exact same thing when I first started reading this. Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. Because I was like, what difference would it, it's the same weight. I thought, I was like, so is it like different components of the bomb in each pot? So to be like, I, yeah, I went through that whole thing. And then I, 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 you know, sort of like, oh, that's why. I get it. They're all attached to one, but. Oh, so they had to cut it in sequence so that the pot would start tipping before. Yeah. Okay. So they were in a triangle, right? With Christopher in the front. Yeah. And then Jaleel and April in the sides. Yeah. And so, yeah, what Christopher had to do was cut first so that the pot tipped so the contents came out. And then the other two cut at the same time a little bit behind him. Yeah. So that the pot would be dropped because two pegasus couldn't carry the weight all three of them had to carry the weight so i just don't see how that would work because like presumably um, after the first thing is cut i don't know how much time it takes for gravity to hit the pot and drag the other two horses yeah, down no, i don't because uh, it's fine it's fine yeah Everworld. what what to eat what <sighs> all right April is falling. The rope slaps against her and knocks the wind out of her. She slashes and slashes until the blade hits and cuts through the the rope and the flaming contents of the pot spin to the ground. By some miracle, her ankle wraps around the length of rope, still attached to Peleus, and she's able to grab it with her hands and they go tumbling closer to earth. She's suddenly swinging through the pell-mell of Hetwan that are running and screaming and definitely on fire. She quickly hits the dirt and starts running slash being dragged along through the chaos and she screams at God to help her. She's dragged through the hot coals and all the het ones start tackling her and trying to smother her and she finally screams, Athena, help me! And then she's in the air, flying away from them. Peleus saved her with God's help. Or Athena's? Question mark? This is the problem you have when you, when you, when you scream out for two different gods. When, when stuff inevitably goes right, you don't know who to properly credit. You don't know which direction to go with it. It's just, you gotta, you gotta pick a lane. You gotta pick a lane. Athena's lane. Athena's lane. That's my favorite soap opera. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to 
while away. <laughs> There's definitely a cul-de-sac at the end of Athena's lane. It's a cul-de-sac neighborhood. Yes. I don't know why what you said was true, but what you said, it's true. <laughs> Cul-de-sac is French, right? Yes. It means the butt of the sack. <laughs> I'm not even lying. I was about... Like, is it, what? The butt of the Does sack? It, mean, it means... I thought yeah. it meant the end of the road. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I, I have no idea what any French word ever is meant. It's just... That is the end of the road, so I assume that's what I meant. What any French word has ever meant. <laughs> ever. What I have does no idea. What does baguette mean? Nope. I'm going to do fromage. What is <laughs> this? Fromage. <laughs> I have no idea. It just turns to static in front of me if I see the word, like, baguette. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, in, uh, in Doctor Who with those aliens that, like, take your perception away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell Yeah. Like, I see a baguette with baguette. And on, you and just like, see, like, gray snow, like, when a VHS <laughs> is fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, why did somebody write baguette and put it on this bread? I don't understand what's happening here. I understand now why our trip to that French restaurant was so distressing. <laughs> <laughs> they had the good cheese bread. It was a baguette and brie. <laughs> but you just like, saw gray blur. Yeah, yeah, it was it was French pizza with honey. <laughs> I don't okay, Tim, I don't want to come down. Listen, pod, pause the podcast. Podcast oh, is on hold oh, no. for a second. Okay, okay. I don't think we can ever do an international tour now i think they will not allow us into france because of what you just said we've just been put on a list it's french pizza with honey it's all it's all worth it for the bit it's all i get one joke out of it it's worth it i'll never go to france for that one joke i told oh my god banned from france <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay horses there's horses uh Peleus swings april into the air and jaleel flies up underneath her and pulls her onto his horse she's like what happened did athena save me and he's like no it kind of looked like your horse got some lift or something april then has an existential crisis about she how she called out to athena instead of her own god and she committed heresy is that what that i don't know mm-hmm. she, yeah she did bad bad in her faith um they watch as the hat are running around burning and crashing into each other and she feels a sick vindication at watching them suffer it seems like this is not a problem they anticipated happening and they don't have any idea of what to do or how to get reorganized same christopher swoops down on his horse and starts yelling run run away you fools fly you fools <laughs> and to April and Jaleel's surprise, the Hetwans snap into formation and start running down the sides of the plateau in some sort of re- reinvigorated structure. They truly didn't know what to do until they were given a direct order. The remaining Hetwan that are hemmed in by the Greeks are just being mercilessly slaughtered, and David and his posse come up and take care of the rest. 
April sees the coup hatch with their gun in the middle of all this, looking very scared. They see a het one moving with determination towards the goo hatch, holding a dagger. Jaleel's like, hey, that's Senna, and she's going to kill them. Sure enough, Senna, sure enough, Senna stabs and kills one of them, and Jaleel orders his horse down and tells the horse to hit her in the head with his hooves. April is like, I fucking hate my half-sister. I despise her completely. I don't want her to take a horse hoof to the head. Why am I feeling like this? As they fly over, she feels a thump reverberate through the horse's body, and they fly past and they see Senna lying on the ground unconscious. The grapes grab the, the remaining hatch and hold him at sword point. April sees David go to Senna and kneel down to pick her up, but then he stops himself and walks away, and she whispers, good boy. Is he a dog? What? That bothered me. Horse Hoof to the Head is such a good album name. Horse Hoof to the Head. Yeah. Hoof to the head. Daddy, you are dead. <laughs> I got it. Anyway, nice neat. You give Pegasi a bad name. <laughs> I feel like she'd be dead though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I Flying mean... horse hoof to the head. Like if if a if a horse jumped in the air and ninja kicked you in the head. But she wasn't in in Hetwan form, and maybe they're like. They have a natural. They have an like, armor class that's higher. Yeah, yeah. Their their AC is a little bit higher for hoof strikes, but like I feel like a horse normal kicking you would be bad. A horse. Well, it's flying down kicking, too like, at like you know like forty miles an hour or whatever the fuck it's diving. It is Chuck Horace. Chuck Horace. Roundhouse kicking you to the face with his hoof. <laughs> Saving that one for horse girls titles. There you go. You're gonna have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I just don't like. Okay. I. Jokes aside, though, when April saw David go to to pick up Senna and then go away, and she said, "Good boy." I don't. Yeah. She. Still super super under the spell. Oh no, I was thinking like the the word choice of good boy like bothers me and I don't know yeah. why. Oh, cuz it's cuz it's awful and it absolutely should. Yeah. But I think it's it's absolutely proof because I think any other human in the world if they were in that position and somebody had said good good boy, they would have been like, "Hey, horse go hoof kick that person." <laughs> yeah. In the face. Yeah. But the fact that he doesn't Man, that horse did to Senna what Pidgey did to Joey and Frankie last night. <laughs> Late starters. <laughs> Pokemon TTRPG adventure. Go listen to it. Anyway, um, fucking April having her crisis of faith. She's like, oh no, I called the wrong god. Yeah, but like, did she? Did she? Athena did save her in the first part of the book. In the second part. This is is what I'm saying, though. Like, you don't know. She called two of them. I feel like I know. Or it could have just been a coincidence. Maybe neither one of them helped her. It's true. It could have just been a thermal. (laughs) See, that was the other thing. As soon as he caught that, like, 
I, as soon as I read that paragraph, my only, I gave up on like the analytical sort of thing of the whole text. As soon as they said like, oh yeah, you just like caught an updraft and flew away. It seemed fine. I was like, Michael Grant wrote this and I can tell because I know from reading Otter that Catherine is the one that uses the word thermal. And then I started going through that. (laughs) So Michael Grant says updraft instead of thermal. I feel like this is my, this is the one theory I walked away with from that entire chapter. So you're, you're like some kind of forensic analysis. Yeah. No. Yes. Of writing. Of writing. Fuck. Yeah. I'm like the, the the blood spatter analyst of Catherine. (laughs) Did Michael? Yes. Inkalist. <laughs> That's nothing. Um, the Inkalist is the Elvis' little brother. <laughs> that was really into writing fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. I'm just working on something right now. It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. You're only like into your video games, but like, I'm gonna really write. Real I'm, story. Gonna, I'm gonna, make I'm gonna write the, the real ending to Twilight. <laughs> oh my god, what if canonically the inkling the elemis little brother did write twilight under the pseudonym <laughs> Stephen <Meyer>. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no and that's why it got so inexplicably popular for such a terrible book oh my god i love this so i in in the animorphs movie if there is an elemist and an inkalist I do want the Elemist and the Inkalist to be played by John and Hank Green. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Ooh, <laughs> the can other I, power duo. Can I change my vote? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Elemist is obviously Danny DeVito. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. So the Inkalist is Arnold Schwarzenegger. God. Fuck. That's good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the movie Twins? No. <laughs> Sorry. That's such a good bit, and you've never seen the movie. That's oh. my special skill. <laughs> all right. It's all over. They go back to Olympus. They find out that Zeus has been throwing a rager, and he fucked off to fly south to find some maidens. Gross. So they go back to their hotel rooms to get some rest. Senna is locked in a room, and David tells the servants to kill her if she gets out, or if she tries to get out. Like, but she could just do her fucking control thing on the servant. Whatever, it's fine. Um, April can't fall asleep right away. She keeps thinking about what Senna was doing, trying to kill the Kuhatch, how she was going to how she was going to warn Merlin, and why she called out to Athena. She comes to the conclusion that she called out to Athena because Athena is real. She'd seen her with her own two eyes. She saved her in the first part of the book, and she doesn't need to rely on faith. She finally goes to sleep and finds herself with the others in the schoolyard. David is trying to get them to figure out what to say to Athena about Senna and the Kuhatch. Jaleel says they shouldn't lie because Athena will be able to tell and turn on them. Or if Athena finds out, she'll turn on them. Uh, April points out they may already be awake in Everworld and may have already made the decision. Jaleel laughs and says that their real world selves have become the subset, the submissive, the lesser version of themselves, while the Everworld selves have taken over who they are. He says that David was right from the very beginning, that he intuited this was going to happen, so he leaned into it. April basically tells him to fuck off. She's not going to lose her real world self. She's not going to let Everworld change her. 
Jaleel kind of looks embarrassed for her. And David's like, anyway, so what about Athena? Jaleel once again says they shouldn't lie. And April looks at her friends, Magna, Allison, and all of her girlfriends through the window of the cafeteria. And she knows that she should go and join them. But she finds herself staying and agreeing with Jaleel. Then she is shaken awake in Everworld by a servant who says that Athena requests their presence. So David goes and finds a servant, hands the servant Galahad's sword and said, kill Senna if she tries to get out. Yeah. All right. So here is the story that I wrote for that servant. That servant is not an immortal. He's just a guy who worked at the Mm Ritz-Carlton who got transferred or promoted. And it is his first day working (laughs) at the Olympus Motel 6. (laughs) <laughs> and he has no idea that anybody yeah, is a god. No idea. None whatsoever. And so this guy comes up, hands him a magic sword, and says, kill her if she leaves. And that guy's like, huh? And then hijinks ensue. Hell yeah. I love this. Yeah. Who's, who's mm-hmm. playing this this servant? Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's Definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny yeah. DeVito is in this moment. Danny DeVito is some all-powerful god that's running the hotel. <laughs> Either that or Hank or John Green would also do well. I do think Hank and John Green should be in this. <laughs> I love it. That's what I would love to do. Like, that's the same thing. Like, I would love to write a story about one of these NPCs that just happened. Like, I, you write this whole story about this loving father and husband who's <laughs> on his way to work one day. And, you know, he's been trying to get promoted and work's been kind of tough. And he goes in and he puts on his stormtrooper costume and gets shot in like three minutes <laughs> at work. And I'm like, there's not enough backstory for NPCs. That's what we need. I, like, for sure thought that this guy was going to be the one in Alanis Morissette's Isn't It Ironic that got on the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the plane crash was what jettisoned him into the Everworld. Oh. Okay. It's like a fucking okay. Donnie Darko situation. Yeah. So we just need to pick, like, we need to, like, almost, like, roll, like, Yahtzee dice on, like, forms of media. And it's like, okay, so you get an Alanis Morissette song, Star Wars, and then one other piece of, like, literature or something. And it's like, okay, you have to make an NPC and make it work with all of these things. That'll be the the, the project. I love that. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you guys seen Free Guy? No. Uh, no, because it, it kind of looked terrible. Was it good? I mean, if you like Ryan Reynolds, I would watch it. But I was because I was just thinking like you were like, oh, there's not enough stories about NPCs. And I was going to be like, yeah, because everyone's doing like the the villain stories now. Yeah. Like that's super popular. But it's like, what about the NPC stories? Like, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, oh, but Free Guy kind of did that. And then I I wondered if you guys saw it. No. Anyway. Sure didn't. John Cena's in it. No. Channing Tatum? I get John Cena and Channing Tatum mixed up. <laughs> mm, Every Cena's time. one that you can't see. It must be Channing Tatum then. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was there. Yeah, because yeah. you could see it. <laughs> oh my god.
feel like I've talked about this before. Anyway. Oh, God. All right. We're almost done. We're Oh, we're almost done. Oh, my God. We're almost done. Okay. They go to Athena's temple, which is more like a giant library. I want to go there. Senna and the Kuhatch are also there. Athena asks the Kuhatch, Is this your gun? Why have you sold your magic to the Hetwan? Why are you fighting against Olympus? The Kuhatch says, We do not make war in Olympus. This is my gun, though, and it is powerful enough to take down Olympus if I wanted to. Ath Athena's like, You lie! But David says he's telling the truth, that cannons could be built, and they could be as powerful as Zeus's thunderbolts. But also, someone like that could destroy Kaanor City as well. Athena is like, ah, he is here to bargain. He's showing us his strength to sell his loyalty. The Kuhatch goes on to explain that the Kuhatch only serve themselves, that they had gods that they had served, but the gods brought them to this world against their will, so they no longer serve them. They are trying to get home in peace, but they will harm all of the Everworld gods until they are returned to their home. Senna is like, well, clearly you can't trust them if they rebelled against their own gods. And Jalil is like, but if you help them get back to their own world, they won't be a threat to anyone anymore. April says that Senna killed the other Kuhatch and she would have killed this one. Senna is a gateway and she could open a path for the Kuhatch, but that she doesn't want to. Senna's pretty pissed that April just ratted her out, but she admits to killing the Kuhatch and assures them that she cannot help them because she cannot open the doorway to a universe she's never been to. April is like, so why did you kill the Kuhatch? And Athena says, yeah, answer truthfully or I will kill you. Senna laughs and shakes her head and says, well, there was no avoiding this. There is another one who has my power, a witch who serves Isis in Everworld. She vowed never to use it, but she may be able to help the Kuhatch. Athena says, who is it? And Senna replies, my mother. And that's where we end this book. And we were right. Called it. Yup. So now not only do we get to find out about... So, so do we think that... Do we think that Senna's dad is April's dad? Is human dad? Yes. Okay, <laughs> and Senna's mom is clearly god mom. Yep. Yes. Okay. So they are legitimately half siblings. I do think they're legitimately half siblings. Okay. So also we get the story of the the god mom and the human dad and how they meet coming up and that ought to be fun because mm -hmm. I'm assuming that Senna mom came to real world instead of Senna dad coming to Everworld maybe how much cooler would it be though if he did go uh -huh. to Everworld and then that's what I'm uh -huh. saying yeah, yeah. uh-huh that'd be pretty rad and then, it's like, like yes. April just has to eventually be like, you won't believe what's going on with me. And he'd be like, oh, boy, do I. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Yeah. Oh, and maybe he has the key on how to do the, the split mind thing. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you just got to die. You just got to die. Just got to die. Got to fucking die. Got to give up your life there. That's yeah. what I did to what come if, stay with your mom and live what, this what, life here. And then she, what if, what, what if, what if Senna dad has been doing the half, <gasps> the half whole life time? the whole time? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
that would be so fucking epic. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Right? Like this is just his life and it's been going on for years. Yeah. He's and he's he's banging two women. <laughs> One in each yeah. world. <laughs> Like, April, honey, I've really been phoning it in with you because Everworld is so much better. Yeah. Oh. Holy shit. That's awesome. Kind of love this. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I kind of <laughs> hope that's the way it goes now. Yeah. Wow. Banging two women and all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've been leading a double life, but not how you think. Right. Yeah. Oh, that could be so fucking interesting. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start reading book eight tonight. Like, I have to know. <laughs> so, do we remember talking about the weirdest cover? Because I, th- I think it was book eight. Yeah. It's not great. Hmm. It's an elephant. That is... It is a coo-hatch. And he has creepy eyes. You do. It's not great to look at. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a nice picture. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> One of my favorite things that Red Tail always says in the Discord is, "What a terrible day to have eyes." <laughs> oh shit! Who's up next? Jaleel. Jaleel book. Okay. And then, I wonder if Senna's after that. Oh, oh, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, my God. The fucking she doing the. Okay, so she like allegedly relinquished control on David immediately Uh went for Jaleel. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jaleel made that or Jaleel. Cinna made that comment to Jaleel and I made an audible growl noise because I hated it so much. Oh, my God. When she was like, I know your hands are clean. And I'm like, oh, I hate you so much. Yeah, fuck you. You are the literal worst. She's the literal fucking worst. Oh, my God. He's he's shown a lot of resistance towards her, though. Yeah, yeah. He Yeah, he don't care. Yeah, so. He's like, I hate you, Sunny. You don't matter. Yeah. Oh, God. Dude, dude, dude. Dude. So, Sinna's dad, April's dad. Mm Mm-hmm. Double life. Yeah. Living in Everworld. Yeah. yeah. They're going to find him in Everworld, like his Everworld self. And he's just going to look at him. They're going to like open his, his cabin door because he's going to live in a cabin in the woods. They're going to open his cabin door and he's going to be there. And he's just going to look at him. He's going to be like, what to eat? <laughs> That's what's going to happen. <laughs> that would be it. so fucking good. <laughs> I love it. I love that I know you guys so well now because it's like, a second before you say the, the punchline of the joke, I'm like, I know what it is. <laughs> Alex, you had one, I think, I think last night you had one. I was like, I know she's going to say, yep, she did it. It's not oh, surprising. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, God. I got to know. I got to know what. I got to know. I got to know. The twist is and everything. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's a really good copy. My book's like brand new. Says just look at the same thing. I have a really good copy. Maybe book eight just didn't get read a lot. I feel yeah. like if you were buying books based on the cover, I could see why this one oh, might be skipped. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's for sure. David Mattingly. What? Did the cover Our boy? art. Our boy, Our boy yeah. did the cover art. 
Yeah. Wait, did he do all of them or just this one? I don't know. I'm looking at Because this one is, it is a different style than the last one. So it does seem like it would be a different artist, but now now I'm curious. I feel, I will say that the inside cover compositionally, I do like it more than a lot of the other ones we've had. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like there's actually like an intentional composition going on that's very well done and Yes. Instead it's of just like, as... here's a thing, and here's another thing over here, and here, yeah. Yeah. So this is adorable. I just went to the back of my book looking for David Mattingly, potentially, and I got my checkout thing, and the last time it was checked out was December of 2005. Oh, That's adorable. That's like 20 years ago. It's that's fine. that's almost 20 years, yeah. Oh, my that God. That was last year. Stop it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. oh no 18 years ago my friend you're 18 years ago i wish you imagine if we'd met each other 18 years ago you would never be my friend you'd be like you're so fucking annoying that is a hundred percent we would be so much further in horse girls (laughs) we'd be in year 18 of horse girls yes god you would have gotten through all of saddle club (laughs) yeah. <laughs> oh my god I still don't think we would have oh that's ugh. it's that's like 300 point. fucking books oh my god are you wait what's the plan for that actually <laughs> I think you've told me before but I think you're giving us way too much credit by oh, okay. assuming there's a plan sure sure that's fair I I live my life a quarter mile at a time I live my life one fiscal quarter at a time <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Well, what else? This is the part where um if if I'm stronger than if 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 you hang on, hang on, I can do it. If you have any theories on who Sina's mom and it well not April's mom, but Sina's mom is, then email me at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or you can join our super secret Facebook group the Andalite Bandalites or I think that or you can find us on most social medias at either uh, Animorphs Anonymous Animorphs Anonymous or Animorphs Anon or Apple Grant Bookcasts Book Club Book Club Apple Grant Book Club I'm working on it. It's my first time. That's great. It's my first time You're trying to do this it. solo. It's great. But, 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 Keiki, what if I'm not interested in who Sina's mom is, but I still want to read something? Then you go to the library, and when you get to the library, you open your laptop, you connect to the library <laughs> Wi-Fi, and you go on top of some webtoons, or go to bsideyu.com, and you read my webcomic called Beside You, and you do it in the library, and you can do it because it's quiet, it's a quiet, there's no, unless you want to listen to the soundtrack that accompanies the webcomic, in which case bring your headphones so you don't disturb anyone at the library. Uh, anyway, it's a webcomic that I make a draw and uh, go to any of the places I mentioned and look for it and have a great time. And then if you're like, I brought my credit card to the library, even though the books are free, (laughs) this comic is free. I want to make it not free and use my beautiful credit card to pay money to Casey to keep making the comic. 
you can go to patreon.com slash kcdstudios and you can do that and get early access pages and 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 bonus like art and, and sketches and shit like that. And also it's a really good time to be a patron right now because shit's getting a little romantic. It's so good. It's also, so I good. fell for that so hard when you said go to the library. I was like, no, no, this, that, that's the wrong thing. The twist and turn of that story <laughs> were incredible. And then the whole part where you're like, if you took your credit card to the library, I was like, why would you do that? Then you answered my question. Late late fees <laughs> you know what's better than paying for late fees paying for early access kcd pages Hell yeah. that's right patreon.com slash kcd studios and if you have a really high limit on that credit card for only five thousand six hundred and seventy eight dollars a month you can get the slater cast which dan and i do from the dan van which is a dance band across a Dan van. We talk about Beside You and how Slater is the best character and how Tim's wrong about everything. It's, it's, he's not. He is. And I'm not. You are. I almost want to pay these dollars. I almost want to pay to these dollars. Slater yeah, just Five, so six, I can, seven, I can scale on the- <laughs> Oh, well, after you've done that, you, you're okay. I'm gonna paint you a word picture. You've just read beside you at the library. You've paid for the content. You're like, I'm very happy with my life. However, I, it's too quiet in here. It's too quiet. I still have my headphones. There's nothing in them. I want to fill them with beautiful voices of beautiful people uh, who do podcasts and make cool shit and stories and, and goofs and, and, and gaffes and stuff what how do i make that happen you listen to jenna on horse girls mm-hmm. that's a good start and dungeons and dragon beams mm-hmm. which also has alex mm-hmm. yeah but it's really things. it's really about jenna it's really about jenna 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 wales what if i'm like <laughs> I've listened to Jenna Wales on Dungeons and Dragon Beams and Horse Girls, two excellent shows. Yeah. But I am missing the vibes of Animorphs Anonymous, but also I would like them to pretend to stop being themselves for a bit. Then what? Wait, hold on. Say it again? Yeah. I got lost somewhere in that one. That one that one started with us, uh, us three. Yeah. And they like us, but they don't want us to be ourselves. Oh, then you want to listen to Late Starters. Sweet. What's that about? Which is a it's, it's a Pokemon TTRPG that we play and is run by Austin of Austin fame. You may have seen him in such things. As Austin. As, as Austin. And Austin too. <laughs> you Electric may know him from Boogaloo. Such, such roles as Austin. Uh, no, but he's really fun and it's really fun and we have a ton of fun playing it and so I think people would have a ton of fun listening to it. That feels it's accurate. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Did we do it? I think we did. I think we did. So I tried to make a Venn diagram of 
uh, the podcast. <laughs> I need I need a podcast that Tim and Jenna are on the Alex isn't, and then my diagram will be complete. Did you write Dan and cross out cross it out and put Tim? No, I I, I forgot the I in Tim's name, so I just did Tim, <laughs> and then I went wait that's not. You just like trademarked your Venn diagram. <laughs> TM, TM, this TM, is my TM. Venn diagram. <laughs> oh, if you say TM, it does sound like saying Tim with a southern accent. So it's like TM. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I was in trouble just then. Apparently that's the trouble voice too. Like, you've done something wrong, Tim. Why is it anonymous Animorphs and not Animorphs Anonymous? Our, our email account? Because yeah. the Yerk stole the one we want. Okay. Didn't you contact them to see if we could get that email address? I tried, but you know what? They've just been getting our mail for years now. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> oh, I like this story that they're getting our mail and they're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. And then after years of it, they're like, okay, fine. What the fuck is Animorphs Anonymous? And they go and listen to it and they're like, oh. And then they join our Discord. Yeah. And it turns out it was Jeff. There. It yeah. was Jeff the whole time. It was Jeff, Jeff the whole time. Oh my god. Sweet baby Jeff. Sweet baby Jeff. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>